Oh, wow. Look at that. <gasps> oh. Actually, it's kind of hard because there's, there's, there's some of top two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is great. It is. I found, I found this on the a guy from Germany sold me 12 nine by two nine by whatever nine by twelve pictures uh -huh. for thirty eight dollars. That's not bad at all. That was a good one. That was. That was a good one. I like that. Yes sir. I mean this is just one of many. Wow. This one I really like a lot too. This week, she was dancing with the eye kids. Yeah. There's just so many. Wow, you have so many memories. Man. How do you keep up with so much? I don't, you know, I don't know. Everybody says I'm really organized, but I, I'm never organized. I always love this one right here. I did too. I liked that outfit that she had on. That outfit is hot. That is. I like that. Yeah, I like that kids in green. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, okay. I like that one too. Then that's the one right there, the bottom one. That's one that she had um Jimmy Thomas coming out with and seeing with them at the end. Yeah. The TNT show. Mm-hmm. You know, I did an interview with him. Jimmy? Jimmy Thomas, uh-huh. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is, he is. So that's that's Gloria Scott and P.P. Arnold. And uh, I think, is it Maxine Sullivan, I think? Uh-huh, that's her. Yeah, that's the, the three girls that are. Those skirts are really kind of lame, though. So tell me, how did you how did you come about meeting them? Um, the Icats. Icats, Ike and Tina Turner, the Kings of Rhythm. How did how did you get involved? Just a big fan. Just a fan. You know, like I was just a like a I love this always. It's one of my favorites right here. That I like that one too. That is beautiful. I have two two different. Uh, there's another one with a, a tint. Mm -hmm. Here's that dress you like. Yeah, that's you know that's a pretty green color on her. It matches that's her skin real well. Beautiful color. Mm -hmm. She looks good in color. She looks very sassy in this black and white. She did. She did. I even like the the red. To I me, she looked. She looked better. I have a t-shirt with this, with the red gown. It's a red, oh, really? It's a red, red, um, red t-shirt with that yeah. on top of it. Oh. It's really a great t-shirt. Let's see what else we're gonna find. This one's nice. Yeah, she was energetic in that picture. Can you see the sheet music too? It's gonna work out fine. Mm-hmm. She seemed like she was really enjoying being in the studio right there. 
<laughs> it just never ends. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, now these are really, really rare. These have never been printed before. That hasn't. Oh my God. Now, where is she at in this? They're, they're at home. The one in. Uh, um, on Olympia Drive. Uh huh. Okay. These were not like the, the woman that, um, that represented the photographer. Uh huh. She, she showed me these. She says, I'm going to you know, let you get some copies of these. She says, but these can never be published because mm -hmm. we'll get sued by, by his estate. For some reason, his estate does not want them to come out. And I, there's an amazing one. Oh, look at this. This is really charged. And I still can't ID. Now, is that her real hair? I don't think so. But but it's really, it's very cool. It's a very, very, you know what? It's very, Lola, um, Sophia Lauren. Yes. Lola. Oh my gosh, she still looked beautiful even though her hair was like that. Jimmy, I did one of the girls for me, but the other one he can, couldn't remember who that is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm thinking, is this pre-ICATS, you know? I mean, yeah. why is there just two stuff? But that, that's really a great picture. That is. You have some and so really- you, you, But you being so young, how did you get into Ike and Tina Turner? Well, I've been an Ike and Tina Turner fan since I was 15, you know. Um, my um, dad used to play their music, you know, in, in his juke joint. And, you know, you had Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters and all that. So Ike and Tina played a lot. Um, as me growing up, and I just fell in love with both of them. And it's the music, it's the energy, it's the love that, that they shared on stage, no matter what they was going through off stage, it was the energy that they shared, shared on stage what really got me. And so you being 15 and all, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't the sound that was, that was happening at the time. Oh I no. <laughs> You know what? That, you know, I went through the same thing because it was like everybody is like, "Why do you like them so much?" You know, mm -hmm. she screams too much. She's this, she's that. And then my mother used to say, "Who is that woman screaming like that? Why are you playing? What are you listening to?" It was almost like, "Oh God, you know, this child has become a delinquent. He's come to America and he's listening to this woman screaming her head off." And <laughs> um, and everybody, everybody that I knew, they, they just didn't get it. You know, no. they just. They people sometimes people just don't get it. But I've seen even other artists that you have worked with, um, and 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 not like work with, but you know was there at the times and the pictures that you sent me with you and the Ikeets as they was you know the uh, the older that they had gotten, it was still neat that you was even around them. Oh, let me tell you, those three girls. Look, I'm gonna show you this.
a gift from the letter. Oh my goodness. The book. <gasps> oh. That is beautiful. Stephanie, Stephanie Sparrow. Stephanie, Stephanie Sparrow. Uh-huh. Jesse Panetta, Remedia, Rhonda, Robbie, Claudia Lanier, Anita James of the Blossoms, Gloria mm -hmm. Jones of the Blossoms, Billy Barnum, who was in the group, the, uh, the Apollos, mm -hmm. and was also one of the Blackberries alongside Vanetta, yes. Max St. Louis, AKA Paulette Parker, Thelma Houston, and Bunny Hall songwriter, singer. This now, is where is Ann Thomas? How comes, in, how come she wasn't involved in none of the pictures? Because I, I, I don't have any connection to her. Oh. I wouldn't, you know, like, I've really wanted um, um, Edna to be there because Edna, I knew, you know, from back in the day. Mm -hmm. But also, I didn't know how to get in touch with her either. Wow. But then yeah. there's also, like, there's also the, I don't know how you feel about this, but there's also all those girls that came after Tina. You know, I was an Iket, I was an Iket, I was an Iket. Yeah. To me, to me, you were an Iket if you were on stage with them, if you were maybe on a TV show, or you were on a recording. Yeah. And later on, it's just like, you know, after Tina left, it was like, I mean, I love that music and stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't the, I continue to review as we knew it. You know? No, no, it wasn't. To me, that I just call them dancers, because that's all there was. They were just dancers. But if they weren't back in the Ike and Tina Turner beginning to the end, to me, there was not Ike X. No. Then you get into technical, like, let's say, Ann Thomas. Ann Thomas wasn't really a singer. No. She was just you a dancer. What, you know what some of the girls call her? The lip sync I can't. And see, I never knew she lip sync until I, I talked to her daughter, and her daughter, Mia Turner, told me her mom couldn't sing. Yeah. Isn't that something? I never she knew. She was beautiful. She was very beautiful. And still she is. Like, still is very lot, beautiful. She looked a lot like Tina. She had that too. But you know, that goes to show you too, it's interesting because you think, well, how, you know, how did Tina feel? You know, but she seemed to be okay with it, you know? Well, how, why would she had to be? Yeah, that's true. I mean, she couldn't say, I mean, she, she could have said no, but you know, she, she, she had to be, but they, they was real good friends, you know? Yeah. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, she knew that um, Ike wasn't, you know, going to be faithful regardless. So, you know, hey, might as well just keep going and do what you got to do, I guess. As a kid, um, I, I was really obsessed with him. So I, I used to see him around LA a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I remember one time, one time, one summer, they, they, they were living on Olympia Drive. And I I got a summer job to pull this man's weeds out of the And it was like, when I talk weeds, I'm talking like my hands were were splitting, bleeding, like I was picking, picking cotton. And um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was hot as hell. And I mean, that, that man gave us like a little lunch, like a lunch break where he gave us some lemonade and an awful sandwich. But the reason I took the job is because I saw it listed and it said Olympia Drive. So I, <gasps> 
I said, I'm taking this job because when I when I finish this job, I'm going to walk up to their house. I didn't realize that Olympia Drive was like up, up the hills. It was a long way. But I walked and I walked and I walked. And then my friend Michael, he was helping me pull all the weeds off because it was Baldwin Hills. So there was like these hills. And so I said, come on, Michael. I go, we're almost there. He goes, we've been through, we've been walking forever. I go, look, the address is coming up. The address is coming up. And then we came up to the address. The garage door was open. And, you know, just like, like you see, like if you're outside and it's a very peaceful neighborhood and, and you hear somebody walking, of course you're gonna, you know, ignore, you know, kind of look up and see who it is. So I'm looking at the address and I go, this is it, this is the house. And I go, there she is. Oh my God, there she I is. I think I would have passed out. <laughs> there she is. Do you know, like an idiot, I didn't say anything. Nothing? I, I couldn't, I froze. Oh. But then I had other encounters over the years. See, I knew all the, the I, for some reason, I, I was in, in with the Iquettes. I knew some of the band members. I knew Soko, Soko the best, because I kept in touch with him. But, um, you know, it was almost like, yeah, I didn't want to like bother her, you know? And uh, the next time around, was I think it was at um, Midnight Special where I, you know, I got to talk to them and stuff. And then come years later, mm -hmm. do you remember when, when Tina had two twins, these two black girls, mm -hmm. Karen and Sharon? Mm -hmm. they, can't, they, they told me, guess what? We're auditioning for Tina Turner. I go, you're kidding. I said, come over to my house, pulled out my old VCR, and I played them tapes. Them girls got them dance steps. They went the next day and they got the job. He said, come on over, come on. <laughs> they got the job and um, the girls called me and said, we're doing a dress rehearsal, Hollywood Sound Studios. Do you want to come? I go, yes, most definitely. So there I am on this big sound stage. Remember the little electric thing that she used to, you know, sing from to look down on everybody. And mm -hmm. That that was like right over my head because <gasps> the studio was this big, but you know, they, they they had to practice like it was in the big. Oh my god! And so at the end of the night, it was all over, and somehow I I knew Roger, you know, mm -hmm. somehow, and Roger said to me, "Did you meet Tina yet?" And I said, "No, I go I haven't." He goes, "Come on." Goes, I want you to meet her. She's sitting backstage talking to you know who Tony Basil is. Mm -hmm. she, she was talking to Tony Basil, and um, Roger said, "Tina, I want you to meet this young man. He knows um, he knows more about you than you know about yourself." And and she says, "Oh my God, everything! She knows everything." <laughs> And so she was getting ready to do an AIDS benefit at the Hollywood Bowl the next mm -hmm. week. And so I said, Ms. Turner, I go, I would love to do your makeup, you know, at the Hollywood Bowl, you know, as my gift to you. I would, you know, really. and she said, oh boy, everybody wants to do my makeup. But I never once ever said, let me go show my portfolio to Roger. I never did that. And I really regret that because I never, at that point, I was working with Hattie Bell, what have you, mm -hmm. and um, I, it was just one of those things that kind of you know slipped by. But uh, you know, I I believe things are meant to be, 
are meant to be. And um, she, she's just been very, very influential in my life. But it, almost a whole different thing from all these other artists because um, the other artists, you know, I, I worked with, you know, with Tina, I didn't really have a, a working relationship whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then when Kevin Lemoyne, who started, who did our makeup towards the end, he um, he got that gig really, really, you know, down. Oh wow! And when and he signed, he signed the book to me saying, "Thank you for being an inspiration." Oh, that's you know, sweet. I had come, I had come way before you know Kevin had been on the scene with us, you know, younger and stuff. But, wow, that's that's neat. That is that is. I think I would have just passed out knowing that, oh my God, there she is in her driveway or in her garage. <laughs> oh, wait, look, look, sorry. My friend Claire Lloyd, rest in peace. I think she died last year. She was from here from New York. And she said, you know what I always wanted to do? I said, what's that, Claire? She said, I always wanted to be an ICAP. I go, you did? Are you kidding me? She said, yeah, I wanted to be an ICAP. I said, well, let me see. Let me work on this, see what I can do. Mm-hmm. I knew Eddie Hampton, mm-hmm. AKA Eddie Armani from high school. And so Eddie Armani, he he was very, very protective of Tina Turner. You know, very. He, that was his girl. And so um, we were at a house party, I recall down in the jungle, not too far from where I continue to live. And people were on the dance floor dancing. And I went like this. And so Eddie came up to me, he goes, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Where'd you you learn that? Why were you doing that? I didn't know the connection that he was really to Tina Turner. And then I met Eddie that that day. And then I met uh, Sammy McKinney, who became a very famous songwriter. He wrote from from Anita Baker, Just Because, and Patti LaBelle, and Nancy Wilson, and all this. So Eddie started, you know, getting a, getting a job with, with, with Tina as their assistant. And Eddie used to kill me, you know what he would do? He would call me up at home and he would say, Rudy, um, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at Tina's. I'm waiting on some furniture to come. He would always do that. Not once did he ever say, do you want to meet Tina? Come on, let me bring you here. Not, never, never. He said, never did it. No, just, just, I don't know, because, but, but I was kind of really, I, I was really kind of like upset that he wrote that book because. Oh I yeah, just felt, the tea. I just felt, I just felt like when you work for an entertainer, I mean, there's many things I will take to the grave with me. I have seen. Yeah everything yeah. but that's yeah. my that's my job you know to keep it to, to yourself yeah and um and he didn't I, I think he probably regret have you seen those videos of him on youtube yeah yes I, yeah. i've even talked to him um we supposed to do an interview i think next week or the week after and so i asked him i do on my podcast i do um a book reviews and so i asked him for an autograph book right of the tea that he was spilling on tina and so he said, oh, well, I'll send you one. And then he said, well, he's making a new version. He said, and he's adding, adding more chapters to it. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Well, okay, please I'll... don't don't even mention my name. Oh, 
<laughs> I, the last time he called, oh, he was in town because, you know, he moved to London. Mm -hmm. and he was in town and he said, hello, Rudy, this is Eddie, Armani. Um, do you have a credit card? I was like, what? He said, yeah, listen, I saw some fabulous boots down at the Beverly Center. They're on sale for $500 and I want to get them because I got an interview on Monday. He's asking you for the money? He's asking me to, to borrow my credit card so he can get oh. the boots sent to me. Mm -mm. I said, no, no, no. I said, no, that, that, you know, that's not going to happen. And so I just kind of like, oh, that's very nervy, you know. Yeah, he had balls for that. And so, um, let me see, I'm trying to think. So Sammy, this is years later, Sammy mm -hmm. was best friends with him. Um, he had just passed. Mm -hmm. And so Eddie left me a message because I was in London working with Joe Scott. And um, Eddie, Eddie said something like, uh, Rudy, um, can I get Mrs. McKinney's phone number because I want to call her stuff? And so I thought to myself, I'm not going to call the way from here from London to LA. It's going to cost me, that's before cell phones and stuff. It's going to cost me a lot of money. So what I did is I called uh, Taka Boom, Taka's mm -hmm. sister. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I left her a message. I said, please give this number to Eddie. You know, tell him that I called. And this is, this is McKinney's number. About a month later, I get this call and it says, hello, Rudy. This is Eddie Armani. And that was really shitty what you did to me. Yes, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, that I was sorry to her. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I go, you don't realize that I did call. I did, I did extend my help and stuff. And then he was so, so the message that he left me was so vicious like that wow. I said, I said, I, you know, I don't need that. Nope. Like I'm done. That's it. Can't do it. Yeah. And I just didn't like what he did to Tina. No, I read I read a clip of it. That, that had to been hurt. That, that had been hurtful for her. Most definitely, because she confided in him. Totally. And then you do this. It's like some things, yes, you can say, but some things, the majority of the things, that's confidential. Yeah. Then there was another time where I went to her house. She was having a Halloween party, mm -hmm. and um, I remember I wore the '60s. Uh, silver and black tuxedo jacket, kind of like, you know, that shiny fabric like this mm -hmm. and I had really long hair then, so I, I put my hair up in, in the ponytail. That's where she got that ponytail from. <laughs> you said I started it. And then, um, and then I, I had black leather gloves on. I had really smoky black eyes on and walked into the party and I walked right over to her and I gave her the one red rose that I had. And I remember that's the first time I saw a video camera that could play, you could take the tape and play it because they were looking at some of the party earlier that day. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, this is such a video camera. And so cause that, was, that was a really fun time as well. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I wish that I told my, um, my, my husband, I said, I wish that I was born back in those days. So at least I could have been or tried to try out for an get. And everything, you know, just to imagine to being on stage with Ike and Tina Turner, or being in a dressing room with other Ikeets or the Kings of Rhythm, just touring. Because I love to dance, I love to sing, and I'm so energetic. So that would be that would have been something I would have loved 
just, just to feel their energy. Because even though, you know, um, she, people think that, you know, she's just mean and all that, but still, regardless of the past, the present, the future, their energy together was out, out, outrageous, fantastic. And she kept her home spotless. Her house was spotless. When it comes to cleaning, she kept everything in order. And how, how were you able to accumulate all this knowledge about, you know, that particular well, review? You know, I did a lot of researching and I know their, I know their kids and, um, their family members. So, and then, you know, um, with other fans, bits and pieces here, you know, pe people will give you their story or what they heard, but I got it from the horse's mouth, like from the people that was there in the home. Like for instance, you, you was around them. Um, I did an interview with Yolanda Goodwin. She was with them in 75. Uh, I've talked to their kids, Ronnie and Ike Jr. I talked to Mia Turner. I talked to um, Tawanda, Queenie Turner. So I've talked to the family on both sides. Okay. Queenie, I know. I think Queenie is one that I know from. How do I turn this on? This is crazy. Everything technical is just acting up to me. Thank you. Sorry about that. Are you okay? Um, huh? I said, are you okay? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, I figured that. I go, she's got to know somebody in the family or something like that. Oh, yeah. Say. I have my ways. <laughs> but that, that That's great because, I mean, I really, I have one friend, David Horry. He's an amazing graphic artist. Mm -hmm. He's like the only person that I know that I can talk. I can Tina, you know, stuff. Oh, yeah. a little from David Ford. Oh, that's sweet. And through the years, just here, you gotta, have, you gotta have this, Rudy. You know, yeah. you, you're the collector. And especially when it comes to the music, mm -hmm. because it's, it's been like, um, did you know the B-side of that, blah, 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 you know, it never came out. Blah, blah, blah. Well, see, where I'm from. Do you know well, the song? In Oklahoma, where I'm, or we live at now, we don't have record stores. I know. So, so everything I get or I hear, I have to go out of town or um, have it come in from like Amazon and things like that. But we don't have record stores down here. Not with soul music. No. And so have you collected like like their material? Like I got some. I have some. I have a lot of their pictures. Um, I have their books. I have all Tina Turner's books. I have Ike's book. Um, I have his ex-wife Audrey's book. Now I got some 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 music coming in from Amazon, but I'm waiting for um, remember that man and woman that went around with them in 71, 72 on the road. He's supposed to have been releasing a whole bunch of stuff that nobody has never seen but hasn't done it yet. And it's a couple of pictures that I you're want. Talking, you're talking about Bob. Bob, yes, that he hasn't released yet. So I don't know when he's going to, hopefully soon. But 
I'm just waiting. See if you have this, yeah. You have that? Yes, I do. Okay. I don't have that one. Yeah, I think this came out. I think it's in England. Yes, I do have that one. It's, it's short, but it's not. I gotta show you this on my birthday. Oh, I came out of the, I came out of the news also. I, I have it somewhere where um, I took a little scrapbook with me to share with people. Uh -huh. And um, and what they, they they put on the news? I wish I, I I gotta find that tape so I can put it on YouTube. But all I say is like, I go, she was the queen of rock and roll. She is the queen of rock and roll, and she will forever be the queen of rock and roll. Cut. That was, that was my comment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I wanted to um to get. I loved her shoes. Her shoes back in back in that era was wonderful. Do you know? I, you know, I had, they were auctioning a pair of pumps, black pumps, satin pumps, at this um, auction. Like it was, I forget what the benefit was. I should have got those shoes because they they were signed at the bottom. I, especially those red shoes that she wore on Contact High in Ike and Tina Turner era. Oh. Those shoes, I love those. Them some pretty red shoes. Yeah, she has, she has some hip shoes. She did, she did. Matter of yeah, fact, we're, we're, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and I love the way that she did. I didn't know she did her wigs. Um, her and and Thomas both did wigs back in the day. Yeah, they did a lot. Remember we were talking about the name of the game? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering when it came on, because I've been waiting for years for that, that show to repeat, but it must it must have been on more than once. You know, I've only seen it once. But you saw, you knew it was coming on? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, because I mean, there was a time there where it was like every now and then something would come out like Playboy After Dark, and then this kid would come out. So little by little, mm -hmm. clips started coming out. Now they're, I mean, I'm sure there's some, some. I don't think you can get any rarer than, um, I can't believe what you're saying. Let's see what you're doing. Well, you know, have you seen the little clip where she's singing, um, she's dancing um, with Proud Mary, but she's in a blue, a pantsuit, and you see, um, Oh, what's his name? Um, 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 Sammy Davis? Nope, not Sammy Davis. Nope, not Sammy. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it is Sammy. 
Sammy, and then there's another man sitting right beside him, Martina and the Ikeettes, and Ike is singing on stage, and she has a blue dress in the front and blue pantsuit with some white beads, and she's singing Proud Mary. Have you seen that clip yet? Oh, I'm gonna have to send that clip to you on Messenger, but I have that clip. Yeah. Hmm. And then I have a clip where she's kissing um, one of the uh, Rolling Stones in the mouth mm. backstage. Cooties. <laughs> you know, Claudia had a show here about two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. The, the night after the Stones played here, Claudia had her own show. Hmm. I didn't go. There. How come so you didn't go? I just, I wasn't feeling like people, you know, just lately, I've been just, I'm a homebody. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I said, I have so much entertainment in this apartment. That said, I I'm, I'm well, I'm good. I am. I really am. I mean, there's not, I can't think of anything like um, music wise, record wise, by like Tina that I was like, oh my God, I got to have that, that I, that I don't have, you know. Now, do you I have mean, the record or are they all on CDs? Or do you have like the original type of stuff? I have, I have records. And CD, the CD collection is crazy. I, mean, I know. I see it behind you. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> okay, let me see if you can see this. Can you see where my hand is? Uh huh. Okay, starting right here. Uh huh. I go down to the next row. Uh huh. Answer there. That's all I can see. Oh my God. And you got that from the stores? Stores and, you know, like, I mean, since just people getting rid of them and stuff? Like, you know, like this, I had to have, even though I had the album, I had to have the Japanese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, just because. <laughs> and, oh, let me turn you off with something, too. Um, Here's your Actually, collecting Argentina is really, it's like a puzzle. It is a puzzle. Well, I wonder if I could do this. This is a great idea. Hold on. We're experimenting here. If I blow up the whole thing, then I'm sorry. You okay? Since I'm on the left, let me see. Listen to this. I just wonder if I can do this. That would be genius. <laughs> okay, so we do that. See, so your basic person or somebody that doesn't collect I can see a turner, you know, why would they want to get this? Or even the us as, as major collectors, why would we want to get this? Mm -hmm. Hopefully it'll play. Let's see. I don't know. 
Okay, here we go. I'm having a lot of trouble with my iTunes right now. Okay, so tell me if you, if you ever heard this. And then this is Jimmy Thomas, live on release. This obviously didn't make the album. This is from the, the live 1964. Yeah. Originally done by Major Lance.
Now see, that that um, that's the reason I have this CD because there's two tracks on there that never came out. Well, yes, because I ain't never heard theory, of that. My theory is that when, when I passed away, I don't know who owns all the recording that he did, but whoever did, they went through all the cans and they just did mishmash. Let's stick this, because this, this has got like, um, Beauty's Only Skin Deep, um, Tell the Truth, Trouble on My Mind. Oh, wait, this is the jam here. This is Trouble on My Mind. That the I can't record on an ad code, but this is Trouble on My Mind live. Okay. Benetta from Lead Vocal. And she had a pretty voice too. Oh yeah. She's a sweetheart. She is. See, I love I love the Iquettes for their gritty, you know, very gritty gospel. Mm -hmm. you know, they, Soul they just, music. You know, they, they were the real deal. <laughs> I don't know why trouble in mind is getting so much fun. I like that. You know what? This, this is um, this podcast of you and I was turned into I can Tina podcast, <laughs> which is good. I mean, there's not many people I can talk this stuff to. Okay, now how do I get back you on my screen? I guess I click here. No, that wasn't it. You should go to the bottom of your screen and you see like a little camera on your on your toolbar.
you have like on a dale at the bottom it has like a little search bar and then you go all the way across you see like you should see a little camera yeah i see something that says ada ada you don't see a little camera at the bottom where your um, search tool is at the, on the bottom of your screen no i know you're there you're hidden somewhere okay you might have to it's not showing me. You can hear me, but you can't see me. Well, let me let me hit this camera. Maybe I hit this camera. This is crazy. <laughs> Next time I'm not gonna I'm not gonna move the bathroom. Not now it's like we <laughs> Okay, your camera just went off. Turn your camera back on. There you go. Can you see me? I can hear you. I'm just you're just really tiny. Oh, okay. Well click my picture. I did. Okay, okay, look at the top of your right hand corner. It just said the view. Can you see that view deal? The view, the word view. Up top. I see this as vault. I don't know which <laughs> you It's too good to be true and I've messed it up. Mm, let me see. Oh, go back to where you got the where it don't say zoom nowhere on your Yeah, it says zoom. Click zoom. Conference. Oh, okay, something's up. I think discover zoom, accept more info. It doesn't say anything like join it or resume or anything like that. There's accept, OPT out, more info. See, say accept and see what it does.
Okay, your camera. My camera's not showing. You were doing so good too. I think we're screwed up. You okay? Um. Go, okay, now exit out of your player. Maybe it's maybe that's the reason why it's not doing it because you're playing your music. Right. Talking, talking Rudy Calvin. Some events. I had some more stuff I wanted to discuss with you. I need to see your request for demo. to um say my little piece why are you doing that um y'all y'all know me i'm the tea teacher your girl lakia white on facebook and other places i am sugar mama and i am ravishing review on instagram and we are talking about the famous ike and tina turner review tina turner ike turner and the ike x plus the kings of rhythm he has let me listen to some fabulous stuff. Some stuff that has never came out or never made the charts. But I think, can you hear me, Rudy? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the kids do have um, the uh, catalog because I did see that Tina did sell a lot of her catalogs. I'm not for sure if it's the catalogs of the 80s on up or if it's some of the catalogs that she wrote with Ike. But I know she sold some of them. Quite a few, matter of fact. I think it's all the EMI stuff. Oh. Like all her, her solo stuff. Cause because he pretty much owned all the rest of the stuff. I know her key I know uh their kids got the catalogs of Ike and Tina Turner Review. Now Michael, I have um I don't think he's he's not able to. Um, I think he's still in that home. I think it's where he's at. Of that adult a living center. Who in the who in the family is savvy as far as we're into history? Mm. Yeah. Now they said that I talked to Sweet Randy Love. Do you know who she is? What's her name? Her name is Sweet Randy Love. She was an. Uh, 
uh, ICAT during Ike's last um, couple of years on here. And then she got a, a band. Oh, y'all, that was me talking to Rudy Cabo. He has told us some amazing, amazing information about Ike and Tina Turner, the Ike Gets, the Kings of Rhythm. He has even let us hear some amazing music from the Ike and Tina Turner era and the Ike Gets, songs that had never made the charts or never was put out. And if it was, we never got it over here in America, but still the same the same y'all i got my tea he's a sweet man love him to death give a shout out to rudy go check your girl out on facebook as lakia white on instagram i am sugar mama and ravishing review on youtube hashtag the tea teacher hashtag the truth about the past with me and my co-host jamarian woodard hashtag good morning with anika white and Yes, one more. Hashtag Lynn Haley White. So I am a lady of many faces, but I am a wife and a mother. And as I always say on everything I do, my love to your love is the same and will never change y'all. Y'all have a good day. Well, I'm, I'm just to get the recording started. Hey everyone, it's your tea teacher. It's your girl. We are back today with the second interview with Rudy Calvo, most famous makeup artist and just wonderful person. He has seen a lot of celebrities have worked with them. The Ike and Tina Turner, the Ikeets, the Kings of Rhythm, Patti LaBelle and much more. So Rudy, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I feel great. Good. So far. So far. No, no telling how I feel after you're done with me. I'll probably <laughs> want to lay out and take a nap. Ha, ha, ha. So, so doing good. Good. So tell us some of the, the makeup artists, the makeup people you have done makeup for. Boy, there's been, so, you know, I was going through uh, one of my file cabinets today where I keep all of my... Um, in, in the industry, what's known as a tear sheet. Mm -hmm. A tear sheet is anything that, that came out in a magazine that you worked on and you tear it out because it's your work. So it's a tear sheet, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And I was looking at these tear sheets that I have, because right now I'm doing a research um, for Unsung uh, episode that's coming up. Mm -hmm. and they sent me a list of names. And I started thinking, I go, I think I have some stuff. So I started digging through this thing and then starts I start reminiscing on all the stuff that I've done because I you know you forget. And like today I found this magazine cover with a group called Jade, which I have worked with a lot in the past. And I forgot about Jade. I did their videos and stuff. But um over the years I've been blessed with working with the likes of Angela Bassett, uh Denzel Washington, Patty LaBelle. Gladys Knight, Shaka Khan, um, Mavis Staples, Nancy Wilson, 
Uh, God, there's, there's just been so many. It's, it's oh. uh, Jill Scott, yeah. James, Queen Latifah, Usher, oh, wow. um, Blair Underwood, Lynn Whitfield, Jennifer Holliday. It just goes on and on and on. I could I could just be sitting here and just the names will just start flowing. But it, it's it's been amazing. Especially when I when I start thinking back on all the stuff that I've done. It's like, I get tired. <laughs> just thinking about, you know, how many how many photo sessions I've done, how many video shoots I've done. But I, I really I really enjoyed working personally with like um certain artists mm -hmm. um you know they, they, you could work on a tv show and you could do the cast of thousands you know there's assembly line makeup what i've been blessing that it was like more like star requests so i would go in do the the, the the artists and then put my energy into that one artist that i'm working on and that makes it more specialized because i mean makeup is um it's very personal, you know, you're actually, you're touching somebody, especially okay. somebody who maybe sat in your chair for the first time. How many times in life do you touch somebody physically? You know, yes. but then it, it goes beyond the face. Mm -hmm. It goes inward because a lot of it is also, you know, like this person's about to go on stage and perform or this person's about to go in front of the camera. Part of their parents. job, mm -hmm. and my job is, calming them down, sending them out there, making sure they look in the mirror and go, hey, can I look beautiful? Can I look the best I can? I'm ready I'm ready for my, my close-up. <laughs> and I bet you makeup too back then was different than it is now because you got so much concealer and base and foundation now that maybe, I guess, did you have all that back then too? I think right now makeup is out of control. It's just too... It's too heavy. It's yeah. way, way too heavy. And um, I'm really trying to understand this eyelash thing. I'm seeing all these young ladies with what I call caterpillar eyelashes. And um, years from now, I predict they're going to look back and say, what was I thinking? You know, it's just like other other things. You go, what was yeah. I thinking? What, 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 you know, I mean. <laughs> Who in their right mind is going to look in the mirror and say, "There, okay, I'm ready to go face the world with those with those eyelashes like that"? It's just not. It's not attractive. It's not um, uh, a, a fad that's going to last. It, it'll be here today and gone tomorrow. I've seen everything else come and go in, in makeup artistry, where you know, okay, we're doing sparkle, we're doing glitter, we're doing this, you know. Yes, uh, makeup changes just like fashion, you know, it's always forever changing and stuff. But um, wow. right now, makeup is just a little, just a, a bit too heavy for my taste. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I think uh, I think the, the longevity that I've had in this business has been because I like to enhance somebody's beauty, not yeah. give them a different face you want to just work on what they have, but not necessarily wipe it out and, and just, you know, create an illusion. Even though makeup yeah. is an illusion. That's steady. Now, why did you get, how did you get started on doing makeup? What got you interested in it? I was working um, 
at a store downtown Los Angeles mm -hmm. um, called Judy's. Judy's okay. was a specialty store that was all through Southern California, actually from San Francisco to San Diego. Mm -hmm. And they were like a specialty boutique. It was basically all women's clothes. And they had a little corner section called Gear for Guys. And I was the guy that they hired at the Broadway <laughs> Plaza to be Gear for Guys. So we made commission. So when I wasn't helping the ladies, you know, I mean, the guys, when I wasn't helping the guys, because I didn't have that many customers, because it was a very small mm -hmm. um, men's department. The ladies would come in, so I, I would help them because that's the way I made my commission, you know. Oh, okay. So um, that store had a little corner in the store, and that that's where they had three makeup lines. One was Beva Cosmetics, which was great. It was out of out of England, Beva. Mary Quant, which was also very popular in England, and then eventually we got Stage Light Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. Stage Light Cosmetics was the one that really changed my world around. Um, wow. I started listening to the makeup artist for Stage Light when she came in. Her name is Joanne Lorenzo. Hi, Joanne. She, she's still going strong. Hi, Joanne. She's on the, <laughs> she's on the East Coast. And um, we're friends to this day. She gave me my first gig. So Sweet. I listened to Joanne. And then I said to myself, I go, you know, this this is really interesting because I mean it was it was just the beginning of we're in the middle of disco. Disco was starting, so it was like a lot of sparkly and glitter and flash. And, yeah. Um, you know, you could put this stuff in your hair. You could put it here. You could put it there. And so one day I was um, telling this lady, she can put use this for this, use that for that. And then she goes, "Well, did you do makeup?" And I said, "Oh no, not really." And so she has. She goes, well, you know enough about it. She goes, why don't you do my makeup? And I thought, she's going to let me do her makeup. Okay. So I remember Joanne doing this and Joanne doing that. So I did the same thing Joanne did. The woman bought every product that I used. And all the rest of the girls in the store were just kind of like hanging around going, wow, he had a big sale. You made so a big commission. <laughs> a big commission. And so that encouraged me to start putting energy into the makeup thing. Because mm -hmm. really, gear for guys was just boring. I mean, I sell blue jeans to some guy, get a the size that he wants, and it wasn't creative. Eventually, one day, Joanne told me, she says, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. She goes, but you can't repeat this to the powers that be. Stage Light is looking for a makeup artist to, to, to do the West Coast for us mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if you'd be interested but you got to have a car you got to have a car because you're going to be traveling all around and like well it's no problem I had no car I had the, the RTD bus I had the bus but I was willing I go this is a good opportunity and so the interesting thing about it was that I was going to work for stage line at Judy's but you know my, my check was coming from Judy's because I was working for Judy's but I'd still be going into the Judy's, but on my clock. You'd be doing the, was, the makeup. Yeah, strictly doing the makeup in every store. Like they'd say, you know, in the store, they put up a sign, come see makeup artist Rudy Calvo next week. He'll be in, sign up now. Oh my God. How, you know, we 
And so I, I started doing all kinds of uh, different, you know, faces. I mean, Asian, Latina, Black, White, whoever was willing to sit in my chair, I was like, come on, let's do this. And uh, Joanne said to me, now, your hours are not going to be as long, but you'll still be making the same money. So my hours were like 11.30 to 4.30. Nice. You know, it's not like I had to be up at 7 o'clock. I could still sleep in, get down to the to the wow. store uh -huh. and do my thing. So I started, you know, going around to all the different Judy's. So now I'm back at Judy's, but not working for them, which was really a relief because they were, they were not fun people to work for. <laughs> he said, uh-uh. It was not, it was, that wasn't my thing, you know, like getting somebody a pair of boots. The funny thing is that we had this manager and this manager, we used to have these meetings and she'd say, now let me tell you how you make a multiple sale. She says, um, you look at somebody and you go, gee, that's a great skirt that you have on. Let me find some boots to go with that to show you how it will look. Just trying, to, just trying to make a sale and I was like these these people are full of it I, I, I can't I can't do this anymore so with stage life, <laughs> this freedom I had freedom with stage life and um so I started going to all the different um Judy's in South California sometimes it would take me hours to get there and hours to get back but I felt like something in my spirit was like this is an opportunity you know so I'm on the bus yes you know but it's cool because it's I, this is the direction i want to go in then eventually stage i really started getting very, very popular especially in the late 70s they had a, a, a color called blue roses i should have mm -hmm. to show you i haven't written it once yeah blue roses was kind of like a fuchsia blue pink really oh. bright and it was like it was they had blue roses cheeks, blue roses gloss, blue roses pencil. Wow. Blue roses you couldn't keep in stock. It was, you know, just selling out everywhere. Dang. And so uh, stage I started to be really getting to be known because there was nobody at the time that was out there that was doing kind of the disco, glittery nightlife uh, makeup. Okay. Line. And eventually, Stage light expanded to what we call the Broadway. The Broadway mm -hmm. was a department store like Macy's or whatever. And they, they, they had an opening at Fox Hills Mall, Northridge, Hollywood, downtown LA, and one other one. I think it was Sherman Oaks, something like that. And so they said to me, we're going into the Broadways we want you to help help us launch all the stores, but you can choose whatever store you want. That'll be your store. And you just, you know, you just show up to work. We'll pay for your salary. I'm still working for Stage Light. You'll be at the Broadway, which had a very strict dress code. But oh, I was I was the one in, the, in there that could get away with the dress code. And I mean, I was giving them you know, red cowboy boots and checkerboard, yellow and red <laughs> pants. And I remember catching the bus one day and it was like packed, packed with all these kids coming home from school. It was the bus was packed. I walked on the bus and from the back of the bus, you hear somebody say, 
Look at this motherfucker with these loud ass boots and loud ass pants on. And I was like, you talking about me? I was like, okay. I go, this is really, this is, I gotta get a car. <laughs> so I got my first, little, my first little car. I got a rabbit. And, um, and then little by little, um, <laughs> I started really getting into makeup, really, you know, like being serious about it. Uh-huh. And, um, I found out that there was a magazine that just came out called Latina. Latina was supposed to be like what Essence did for the black woman was going to be for the, for the Latina black. women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, it turned out there were like literally blocks from my house. They were like on Wilshire Boulevard. And I said, I'm going to go show them my portfolio. I hardly had any pictures of my portfolio, but I was like, I'm Latin. This is a Latin publication. They should, you know, they should hire me, you know. And so I went and I, I showed her my book and stuff. And she said, well, you know, I'll let you know. So she goes, oh, by the way, this is um, our next issue. And I looked at the cover and I said, oh, that's nice. And I thought, this is not very good. I could do better than this. I got home. I called up my friend Cindy Gold. She was then known as Cindy Krasno. I got an email from her today. Okay. We're still friends. And so I said, Cindy, we got to, we got to, we got to do this. Let's find a model and let's just shoot somebody. We got this model. I called up my friend who was a designer who lent me a couple of tops. Mm -hmm. I got a hairdresser. The backdrop was about, I don't know, the size of this TV screen or whatever. It was just a small backdrop. The girl had tennis shoes on, she had sweatpants on. And basically we shot, you know, um, from the waist up or something, shoulder. head and shoulders. Yeah, not even, not even that far down. It was really more like a beauty shot. I mean, I okay. show you. I have to dig, dig it out. Um, and um, let's see, I lost my track. So y'all did it from the neck up. Okay. So, so yeah, so we shot, we did a photo shoot in my living room you know, <laughs> without any, any budget, any whatever. And there was one shot where the girl closed her eyes and there like a little curl just kind of fell off her head and just right there. That, that was the only shot like that. And, and so I, I really liked that shot. So mm-hmm. I went back up to the magazine and I said, I go, well, I go, I want you to see this photo session I just did. You know, I'm not trying to push it, not say you should use this. And the, the lady looked at it and she goes, get the art director in here right now to, to the assistant. So they came in and they said, that's our cover. And I got oh. my first magazine. You yeah. was determined. You was like, uh-uh. You was determined to get that. <laughs> Yeah, and so that opened up a door. So there was another Latin magazine that I just thought about called Avance. And then I, I got a cover with them. And then here comes Patty LaBelle telling me, she goes, guess what? She goes, I got my first Essence cover. Good, I go, Patty, you're doing Essence magazine? Don't tell me how many covers she's been on now. And she goes, yes. She goes, the only thing is they, they insist that they want to use who they want to use. They don't, they, they, they don't know you. They don't. I said, no problem. Look, I'm happy for you. You know, 
go for it, you know, yes. go for it. I mean, it was very scary because I, I really wanted Patty to be to be known. People didn't really know what Patty LaBelle was or could do or, or whatever. Yeah. And um, and so, okay, they did the photo session and Patty says to me, guess what? I looked at the pictures, they hate them. They want to redo another shoot. Only this time, I insist, they gotta use you. I got my first essence color. But I really oh. do believe in my heart that the reason the universe blessed me with that is because I just let it go. I didn't dwell yeah. on, you know, these are just lessons of life that I can share. I didn't dwell on like, oh God, they should have used me. It should have been me. Because really the bottom line is it's not about you. In any art that you do, any creativity, that's it's right. It's not about you. No, it's, it's about not. serving, serving the creative force, which runs through all of our blood, and and you know being centered with that, and not mm -hmm. the ego. You know, when I do something, it's not like me doing it. It's like I'm being channeled through, mm -hmm. I'm listening, I'm listening to the word, and they'll say, use the green. Maybe a little brown, like brown here. Maybe mm -hmm. a little gold up here. You know? And you're just listening. And then you're executing that, that creative process and stuff. So shortly after that, I started working with a lot of different cosmetic companies. I started working for everybody from Revlon on down, visiting different stores. But now I'm working for an agency that books makeup artists you know, in the department stores. Uh -huh. So I did that for a couple of years. And my, my, my dear, dear friend, Gen Hillary, who I'm still best of friends with, um, she told me, she says, darling, she says, I just hooked up with an agency and they, they just hired me. You should go see them. She goes, they have, it's a thing called freelance. She goes, the thing is, they don't, you don't get freelance. You don't get a paycheck every week. You get paid as they pay you know, the agency. And mm -hmm. I was like, you don't get a weekly paycheck? I couldn't imagine not having a check every week. But like, I went ah. for it and I realized that after, after a while, your your banks, your your accounts are getting full because um, you work for this line, you work for this line, Tuesday to this, Tuesday. So by the time you did get a check, you got a nice little healthy check. Mm -hmm. So I was content. I was working with everybody. And one of those one of those makeup lines that I was working with, which I still loved, and she's still going strong, is Diane von Furstenberg. And um, she had a line, and her her theme was Diane von Furstenberg, the color authority. And in my eyes, she was because I mean the colors were beautiful, and the names oh. were like Sunset Sunset Boulevard and blah blah blah. I mean, just really exotic stuff. And so I started working for them, and then that was even a better job. I mean, I was getting more money. I strictly was working for Diane Von Burstenberg Cosmetics. And then here comes Patty LaBelle and her husband offering oh. a gig to go on the road with her as her personal makeup artist and personal assistant. Uh-oh. And so that that opened up all the doors. I bet it did and to I everybody. Did, I, yeah, I did that for quite a while. And it was right as Patty was signing with uh, MCA Records. She had just left Philly International. 
um, when I started working with her, she was yeah with Billy International, and um, she offered me that gig, and I did that for several years. And then the road really got to me, so I, I stopped traveling with her. But at that point, um, especially MCA Records, since they were you know brand new in her career, I got to do my first video because video was just starting. Uh -huh. So the first professional video I ever did was New Attitude, which was, you know, like a big, big hit for Maddie LaBelle from the Beverly Hills. Oh, yes. Oh, soundtrack. yes. And then the second video after that we did was also from that soundtrack, Stir It Up. Mm -hmm. And um, and then so MCA, the executives got to know me. And so eventually, after I left Patty for a couple of years, they, they started calling me up for other acts on MCA. So I started working with Gladys and the Pips, um, New Edition, um, Bobby Brown Solo, um, Stephanie Mills. Just oh, a wow. And so George, George started really opening up. And um, and I never really um, looked at makeup as like concentrating on one type of skin color, or one type of whatever. I, I felt like if you're an artist, you can do anything. And, oh, yes. Um, I started getting a lot of calls for for African-American mm -hmm. women and men for their makeup, because it's like to that point, a lot of people found makeup to be a little ashy and whatever. Somehow I just got, after all the experience I had, I got colors down. And, um, and then it just kind of started taking off from there. And then Anytime that I had the time to to practice my art, you know, again, I would get a little team together. Let's let's shoot this. Let's do that. You know, building up my portfolio yes. as, as I went along. It took me eight years to get an agent. Not so much what I was talking about an agent that um, that worked in the department store with the department stores, but an agent that strictly booked makeup, hair, and wardrobe. That that was like the the thing to, to have an agent because they would find you work um, and you know you build up your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And so it took me eight, eight years. I finally, finally got with an agency by the name of Zenovia. No, I'm sorry. I signed with Design Pool, which was the first agency here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and um, Design Pool, as I know, is about to go through a change because the owner of Design Pool passed away after me being there a couple of months. And so I have a choice of either staying with Design Pool or going with Zenobia, which was um, a new agency that, that was going to be made by one of the guys that worked at the at, at design pool yeah. so I went with him and um and then it just like evolved from there and wow I mean, I mean we'd have to be up for you know nights to get the whole story but that's kind of like the, the the origins and beginning of you know but, um, I never I never really got the opportunity to do like especially in Los Angeles, like like a lot of like fashion stuff, like mm -hmm. like Marie Claire, you know, or the Bogues, 
I did both, but inside. But but always very grateful for just whoever sat in my chair, whatever kind of job that I got. If it was no paying my 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 living expenses, paying my rent, putting food in my refrigerator, I was just thankful, you know, and just felt very grateful to be able to just do anything in makeup. Because again, makeup is something I never said I was going to do. I never studied it. It just evolved, you know. It wow. Just kind of, it just kind of came. So, so I'm pretty much, you know, self-taught. Yeah. And um, the beat goes on. <laughs> I like you because a lot of they got a lot of stuff now. Too much makeup and too much this and too much that. And like on one of um. Ike and Tina Turner's pictures when she was first wearing the long dresses, it seemed like her face was had like a sand on it. It was so much brighter than her whole skin. And then you see when the they time didn't, they, didn't, they, they didn't have colors for black skin. Mm-mm. And then the time goes on, then that's when her face, the makeup started looking a whole lot better. But when she first started, her skin looked so pale and so like sand on it. Look at Shindig. Look at the videotapes mm-hmm. of Shindig, mm-hmm. and you can see the difference. Yes. There, there, Lena Horne talked, talked a lot about this. Lena Horne said that back in her day, there was one color that, that worked, which was called light Egyptian. By, by, yes, um, I've heard of that. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. They're very well known. I don't know, but light Egyptian was the only color they had. So really, you know, women of color didn't have Mm-mm. choice. You know, this is what you gotta wear. You know, that's it. Or like if they were doing a TV show, if they were doing a TV show and stuff, Ed Sullivan and stuff, whatever bases were there, that's what they slapped on your face. You know, and they probably just said, "Oh, you look great," Knowing and push you out the door. <laughs> Next, I know, I went to Dillard's. You know how Dillard's give you like the free makeovers or whatever. And so I went to Dillard's and. I'm not a dark person. By the time she got done, she had my skin looking like a color of a brownie. And I said, ma'am, I'm not no makeup artist, but I know this is not working. It's something wrong with your color palette. And I made her so mad. She threw down her brush and she said, I'm done with her. Who's next in line? Nobody, because you didn't do me right. I was so furious. I was thinking, wow, why would you make me so dark? You know why she was upset? Because she couldn't deliver. And she couldn't. She was, she was she was more upset with herself than you because she was embarrassed with the fact that she didn't know what she was doing. And she sure and did. I could tell, like over the over the years, I could tell, like if I if I went on the set and I started working with a hairdresser that wasn't experienced mm-hmm. or had a makeup assistant that wasn't experienced, I could just instantly just see it. Like, oh no, this person, this is gonna be. This is going to be a long day because they were yeah. just, you know, they're not exclusive. You know, in a video shoot, you got to be like, yeah, be like, you know, just relax, take your time. Time is got to keep moving. Yes, right. Time is moving. Time is moving. So, what did you say your first car was? A rabbit. <laughs> a rabbit. <laughs> what kind of car is it? Oh. <laughs> it's like a little, little cheap. It was just. Like, it was like the lady had. Barely drove it. And oh, then, okay. Do you do you know that in my life I'm like a really, I'm the most stable person you'll ever meet. I mean, I'm just like it's like 
the same phone number forever, the same, you know, I've been in this apartment forever. Um, in my life, I've had three cars only. A rabbit, Just three? Three, a Montero uh -huh. and, and, and a Forerunner. And that's it. <laughs> Everybody else has had like, I don't know how many cars they've wrecked. I was always, you know, very careful when I knew. Wow. wow. Dang. So are you still in the same apartment you was back in when you was doing makeup or is this a new one? No, I had another apartment, which okay. was really cool. It was a 1929 uh, building. Actually, there's a, there's a, um, a whole page dedicated to the Chateau Duval. Look that up on YouTube. Okay. Is it YouTube? No, Facebook. 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 Has, Facebook has a, a whole page. You'll see the building. It was the. It was like it was like it could be a sitcom today. It was just amazing. It was a lot of artists, mm -hmm. singers, models, photographers, and it, wow. it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I can look that up and see it. I bet it was. And, and, the word has it that Jean Harlow, the actress, lived in that building. And I moved in to that building on the second floor, but it was all about getting an apartment on the fourth floor because they had high beam ceilings. They were like 20 something. It was like huge, like, like steeple. You'll see mm -hmm. the pictures. And um, eventually somebody moved out and the landlady who I became very close with, um, said there's going to be an apartment for rent and mind you it was much more money than i was paying but i thought i go i can't i can't let this opportunity pass the real cool thing about that building is every apartment had a makeup room <gasps> a small makeup room with the mirrors and stuff so i mean uh -huh. as a makeup artist my god you know i mean even you know for any lady that that love makeup you got a, a room, it's like a big closet, you know, with the mirrors and stuff. So so anytime a client would come to the house to get done, I had my, you know, my director's chair and my artwork on the walls to show them my work and stuff. And trying to be as professional as possible. Because, you know, throughout all of this, I'm still freelancer. I mean, I'm basically working for myself, not really working for anybody else. Dang. And, and then I'm, I wish I could have moved that apartment building to another location because it started getting kind of, I don't know, kind of like rough in, in, in that neighborhood. But mm -hmm. eventually it's now considered what we know and everybody knows as Koreatown. Yeah. Koreatown is huge in LA. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a Koreatown. Um, wow. Um, population has really increased. So, but then I moved here, and the interesting about where I'm living now is that I came to a party here years ago, mm -hmm. and I said, "I go, yeah, I love this apartment. I go, I just love this apartment because there were there was a party, and I was invited to it." And then my friend said, "Oh, good luck. The girl that's living there, she's never gonna move. She's been there forever. She's gonna wow. be right there." And I said, "Really?" I go, "God, I love the apartment." Years later, I'm driving down the street and I look to over my shoulder and I go, there's that building. I go, oh my God, there's a sign. There's a sign from that building. Let me go around the corner. 
I moved into the, the same department that I wanted. And I've been here ever since. Oh, wow. That's Dang. dragged me out of here. He said, I'm not going willingly. Right. With all your stuff, I mean, you've collected so many, so many things and stuff, you don't want to pack it up and remove it again. When I moved here, just the, them bringing up the albums, which I have a lot of, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, never again. There was just so many records, you know, just albums and albums and albums. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's, that's been my passion. Yes. Makeup became an excuse. Makeup mm -hmm. became an excuse for me to be around all of these wonderful musical artists that I loved. And over the years, I've had the pleasure of working with artists that I've collected all of their material. Sometimes mm -hmm. they don't even have their own music. You know, I make them copies and stuff. But that's more the mission of uh, being here, especially for the female singers. You know, because uh, my life has been so touched by female singers. Uh -huh. And um, and so that that's really the main thing. It's it's about giving back to these artists that touched my life through their music, and uh -huh. I, I'm able to bring something to the party. You know, which is a very important thing is how you look. Uh -huh. You know, and after a while, it really did did become more than just makeup. It was about it's a friendship. You know, the yeah. friendship too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the friendship and just being just being there for them you know just being supportive mm -hmm. and being loving and sometimes you know you became friends other times you just kept them as clients you know you don't want yeah. to be friends with everybody you know <laughs> i mean you can say a friend a friend is something that just happens cool yeah. if it doesn't happen no problem Keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i can come do your makeup and i'll be on my way so what do you do now? You still do makeup? No, not really. I can do makeup, but um, it's like I don't miss the powder puffs. I don't miss the lip glosses and all that kind of stuff. Or like going on location or being there at six in the morning and stuff. It's just like, it's something I did. I did it for close to like 40 years almost. 30 wow. Years. You know, and um, in um, in 19, I don't remember what year that was. 19. Around, no, it was more like 2000. 2007, I was on the road with um, a great singer named Nina Freelon. She's okay. a six-time, six-time Grammy-nominated artist. Uh -huh. Is up for an, up for an, uh, Grammy this year, hopefully. And um, we were working down in the Caribbean, and we were having um, breakfast. And I saw a little twitch in my my finger. My fingers like moving. And I said to her, "Look, I go, is this weird?" And she said, "You ought to have that checked out." I said, "I will when I get back." And I did have it checked out and I went to a second doctor and stuff and I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And oh. my, whole, my whole life completely changed. My whole life changed. 
I, I went and told Bill what was going on. And you know, she was very understanding about it. And I, you know, I told other, other people I've worked with as well. And so my nine to five at that point became taking care of me. Yeah. Through yoga, through meditation, through eating right. I've always been pretty good about the foods I eat. I've been a vegetarian for many, many years. And so, and so, okay. so my life, my life just took a change, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember when my my landlady was now deceased um, at the time. She says, "Oh, Rudy, that's terrible." She was, you know, why you? Why do you have to go through all this? And I said to her, "Miss Guzman, why not me?" You know, mm -hmm. I've always looked at that one. Oh, why should I be exempt? Of, you know, everybody goes through their different trials and tribulations. Everybody has their own highway to carry. And um, I've, I've been, you know, just doing, you know, my thing as far as just, um, you know, going with it and not, not fighting it. My mother had Parkinson's for 20 years. Oh, so okay. I got to learn a lot. I got to learn a lot from her about that. Uh -huh. And, um, and, and they said it could be hereditary, but you know the jury's still out. We don't know if it's hereditary or it could be environmental. I remember my mother was always cleaning and they smelled ammonia and stuff. So it could be so many things. There's about 60 different types of um, Parkinson's that are out there. And uh, I've gotten really involved with different support groups. Um, about uh, a year and a half ago, I was involved in an art show called, um, I think it was called Living Life Artistically. And um, I submitted six pieces of art that I did. Five of them sold. So uh oh. Like, oh my God. I go, am I, am I an artist now? So that's been really fun. So, so, so that opened up another uh, thing that I love to do. It's really computer art. It still mm -hmm. involves singers because I'm doing a lot of singers and stuff like that. And so, wow. so I'm always open just for different creative outlets. So now in a way, I'm, I've been doing makeup, but on the computer. On the computer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's still, that's still me. still makeup. It's yeah. still involved with, you know, um, different pictures and, you know, different tones of different colors, mm -hmm. eyelashes. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Well, see, so, that's what so, yeah, um, you know. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's what uh, Jimmy Thomas, you know, says. Uh, he was on the Kings of the Kings of Rhythm with Ike and Tina. That you know, now he's just over there in England, and you know, he might he has a restored recording studio in his house. He said he sings a few things, he records a few things, but other than that, he said um, he just be around the house. He said he really don't do too much. But at least you still get to do makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like um, the Parkinson's is like uh, you have your good days, you have your days that you just come on. Like over the weekend, I was like, oh, God, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. But you also got to surrender to your body. You know, you got to, yes. if, you're, if you your do. body is feeling tired, then don't fight it. You know, rested. You know, just you know, chill out. That's right. And, and try to keep your center as much as possible. You know, I started um, meditating when I was really young. 
of my early 20s. And it's been a long time. And I thank God for meditation. Meditation has really been just vital in my life to just to just live, to just uh, execute anything that I'm going to execute. You know, it, it all comes from within. If, if you're out here too much, you're going to get lost in all this. You know, you mm -hmm. turn within. Because when you turn within every day of your life, that is the one time of your day where you're just shutting down and you're yes. being one with God. Mm -hmm. One with and that's important because when you come out, you've eliminated a lot of stress, things yeah. that, that, that stick onto your spirit, and you've kind of shed that, and it's like rejuvenation. You that's know, right. So you you have to really have some kind of practice in order to keep your your center. I don't really believe I would have had the career that I've had if I hadn't been. Um, meditating or trying to be in tune. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have been the same. No, it probably wouldn't have. But you're a go-getter though. You you have a you have a fighting spirit. You when you see opportunity, you, you know, you do your story of being the makeup, you was like, mm, mm, mm. I'm pushing forward. I'm getting where I want to go. And even though red cowboy boots and them pants you said you had on. I would have been laughing too, but you was like, hey, I'm strutting my stuff <laughs> in my design. <laughs> True. And I'm still, I'm, I'm just strutting other kind of boots now. <laughs> Do you know that, but those fashions back in those days are starting to come back out? Oh, yeah. At the bell. I look at certain pictures of stuff that I did, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forget." <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other show. That's See, I like platforms. Show. I like platform heels that ladies used to wear back in the day, and I'm thinking, you, you see them now, and I'm like, "Oh wow, I got so many platform heels, stiletto type of platform heels, and like the bell bottom jeans." Um, think the puff collars and the butterfly collars, they're all coming back out. And I'm thinking, who wore this stuff? But it was fashion back then. The family vibes. Yes. <laughs> With their hot pants and, and see, only you and I would understand what that means. With their <laughs> lace up boots and afro wigs. <gasps> family vibes. <laughs> That's right, this poofy. Matter of fact, I talked to uh, Shelly Clark, told me, um, hello, told me to tell you hello. Oh, okay. And yeah, I talked to her yesterday. I was like, guess who I interviewed? Guess who I interviewed? She was like, who? And she was like, I, 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 I interviewed Ruby Cabo. And he was like, what? And she was like, oh my God, he's such a sweetheart, real, real good friends. I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she was surprised. I love Shelly. Yeah, she was showing me her new dog that they just got. And the dog is just hopping everywhere and she's trying to show it to me and he's just moving and moving around. But I got tickled because I talked to Yolanda Goodwin also. And we was talking and in the back of my mind, I was thinking about what you had said about when she came to um, audition. I just busted out laughing. 
she said, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, nothing. Just something that a good friend told me. But the whole time she was talking, I remember what you said, how your friend went in there and couldn't sing a lick. And then here come Yolanda just burted it out and so she wait, got the position. You're telling me that Yolanda Goodwin is still with us? Yes. I interviewed her too. I thought she had passed on. Matter of fact, if you go on YouTube, you go on my YouTube page called The Truth About the Past, you will, and look at our um, interviews, you will see her on there. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she is still she, looks the same. Still West, you're still West Coast? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's she still looks amazing. the same, too. She still looks the same. Haven't changed at all, don't look like. They kept Stone Age. <laughs> it's all that exercise she said that's the college of hard knocks she said because tina and ike had them she said i didn't never think i was ever sitting down she said because tina and them had us just moving 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 <laughs> yes oh i love that dress too i love that dress they both they both signed this it's got both of their signatures on it. Oh, it does. Oh. That that's the only piece that I have. He just he just put love Ike Turner. And she put love Tina Turner. 74. That's very appropriate to show since she just got inducted into the rock and roll ball. I know. Yes, Great. congratulations, Tina. That's sweet. Yes, she did. That is beautiful. Well, I tell you this, if you ever decide to downsize your collection, do not please forget about it. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, did he freeze? You there? Okay, you there? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we had froze a little bit there, so I didn't know if you was all right. Well, I just, what was that voice I heard recording something? Did you hear that? I yeah, I had paused the recording and then till you oh, came yeah. back on. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, yes, but you got so many memories. My God, that's that's it's, amazing. That's it's amazing. Pretty, uh, it goes on and on and on. Like, I would give. I would give an hour. I mean, I would give just. I don't know what I would give up just to see the Ike and Tina Turner review in person, on stage, or backstage. I don't know. That's neat. Crazy. It um, it has to be probably next to LaBelle. I love. It has to be probably the most dynamic act. You know, act I ever saw on stage. It was just. It, it was, wow. 
Wow, wow. Did you ever meet James Brown? Oh, yes. Al Green, too? Oh, yes. Yeah, because Al Green traveled uh, with when I was working with Eddie James. Al Green opened the show. So we we actually toured. So how was he in person? Al was great. He was a very, very nice guy. Good. Very talented. Oh, you got the book. I got the book. Trying to find this. So how did Etta James, was she, how was her personality? There you go, look. <gasps> he signed it. My best mm-hmm. wishes. Oh, James, James Brown. Brown. Yes, I am. <laughs> and it's Al Green. Now, is he still living? What was your question? I said, is Al Green still alive? Yes. He did an autograph picture. Oh, that's sweet. Wow. Then I got another one that's 11 by 14, which is up on the wall in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I get a lot more. These, I, these I, can, I can get to. Wow. Yeah, I love, I love, I collect autograph pictures. I collect autograph books. And I collect, let me see. Music. Yes, I'm trying to say this to Rudy. I can't read his, his writing, it's really hard to yeah, that, that one's That one's very special to me. That is. Uh, that is wow so is al green really soft-spoken as he is on stage he's very, he's very mild man he's he's pretty pretty quiet i really i like um that whole sound that whole memphis sound mm-hmm. yeah, i really enjoyed also i like and peoples a lot because and peoples was was produced by willie mitchell uh-huh. Um, same, same producers, Al Green, same musicians. So, and people's had that that certain Memphis sound, just like Al Green. Yes, it was like yes. She was, she was like the female uh, version. Green, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. I have a fan page for her. Oh, you do on Facebook. Uh huh. Oh, okay. okay, I run pretty uh, a couple of fan pages on there. Yeah, I run. Uh, I run the iCats slash me reds and sisters love Austin mm-hmm. James and Smith. Uh, who else? I was doing Brenda Holloway, but somehow it's it disappeared. I put so much energy into that page and somehow it just was gone. And I couldn't get in touch with Facebook to try to find out well, what happened to my page. Why was it pulled? Why, why it disappeared? I think somebody must have hacked. We did an interview with Brenda Holloway. Oh. 
Yeah. Yes. On my Truth About the Past deal, we've done a lot of interviews. Brenda and I go back so many years. And um, she, she, she's one of my, yeah, I would say in the top five artists that I've ever collected stuff on, uh -huh. Brenda would be right there. I have everything. Brenda Holloway ever recorded. I have pictures that have never been seen on Brenda Holloway. Wow. Um, hold on one second. Okay. Y'all listeners, enjoy yourself. This is an exclusive with Ruby Calvo talking about Brenda Holloway is such an amazing deal. Hope y'all enjoy. Right, I'm sorry. You okay? This figure system. This is called the early years. I didn't get the right one. Oh, yeah, she has a pretty voice. That picture is from the Rudy Calvo collection. I was the only one with that original color slide. Okay. It was covered. <laughs> that, was my, that was my picture I provided. Mm-hmm. There's two others also. So I've, I've had three covers with Brenda Holloway. So and you did this yourself? I, not stuff that I did myself, stuff that I have in my collection. Yeah. So see, we, we we talked about makeup and stuff a lot, but I hadn't really talked about what is considered the Rudy Calvo collection. This picture, Motown didn't even have in their archive. And so I oh, you the first one. Yeah. So there's there's been a, there's been a lot. There's I did um photo research on this. So yeah, that's a pretty picture of her. Yeah, there's still there's still a couple that haven't been seen. Mm -hmm. So why they holding on to them? The only bad part about it is that you license something to a company, they put it on a CD, and then people start making copies of it, and then it devalues the value of it all. You start yeah. wondering how do you get out there? It could leak out. Anybody, somebody at the record company could leak it out. <laughs> but yeah, but I do that. That's kind of become. My main focus as far as, you know, trying to supplement my income and stuff is, is licensing images out from my collection. I'm not yes. saying that I, that I own the copyright, they are from my collection, the Rudy Calvo yes. collection. Mm -hmm. so Rudy Calvo collection has been, I've been in existence now as far as that, that, is, that name is concerned since the early 90s. I provide oh, wow. pictures of the market. Marvelettes, and mm -hmm. I've been doing it ever since. Because I, I, I've been collecting, collecting, collecting. Like, why am I doing all this collection? But little did I know that there was a plan for that collection, and that's still going strong. I spent the whole weekend scanning pictures. So, are you still collecting too. music too? It's got to be something I really, really need. Yeah. But right, right now, right now at this point. I, I pretty much have everything I need. 
<laughs> yeah. Even, even, even uh, that unreleased, there's a lot of unreleased stuff that I have. Because over the years, people go, here, you take this, you will appreciate it. So people give me a lot of stuff too. Wow. Okay. Lots that's, of stuff. That's, Brenda, Brenda's, Brenda's a very special friend. She recently mm -hmm. lost her, her husband, Sam. Yes. I. Uh, I called her and gave her my condolences and everything. Oh, good. So sad. That yes. Wow, that's that's my, there's, a, there's another person that we both know. Yes, I, a lot of them. Because you said James Brown, you said Al Green, and I mean I like a lot of artists, and and it's just neat to talk about them and you know know where they come from and their struggles for them to get there, uh, to get where they are today. You know. And to let them know that 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 um, they're not forgotten, they're still strong in some people's minds. Maybe not everybody's, but they're still important. Brenda turned out. We found out later years. I was buying her music at this little record store on Pico called Crane's Records. Mm -hmm. and little did I know, Brenda lived in the neighborhood too. Brenda lived literally three or four blocks from where I grew up. I had no idea though. I was collecting her music until I was, I was an adult. Find out that she lived down the street. Oh wow! And you you got to hear this story. This is a good story, Brenda Holloway. For uh -huh. years, I would ask a lot, of, a lot of singers. Excuse me. Being interviewed. Um, for years, years I would um, ask all the singers, all the LA session singers. Do you know where Brenda Holloway's at? What happened to Brenda Holloway? And they go, oh, she got married to some minister. She lives down somewhere here in LA. And so I was always asking that question, where's Brenda Holloway? Where's Brenda Holloway? Come years later, I'm doing makeup at Robinson's downtown LA. Because remember I told you I was traveling to all the different uh -huh. stores? That's one of the stores that I service. So it was early in the day. I was setting up my counter with my makeup brushes and cleaning things off because, you know, waiting for the first customer that I had. <laughs> and I'm setting things up and then I see this lady kind of looking around for me help. I said, excuse me, ma'am. I go, I would help you, but I go, see, I go, my name, I'm a guest, guest artist here, so I can't really come behind the counter to bring you up because I don't work here normally. And so all of a sudden I'm telling you, it was my spirit spoke. It wasn't me, my spirit spoke. I looked at that woman and I said, Brenda? And she turned around and she said, yes. I go, Holloway? She said, yes. I said, oh my God, lady, come here. I've been looking for you. And I just gave her a big hug. It was a day that she, she was out trying to find a job. Find a job. Oh my God. Holloway. Mind you, the only picture that I had of Brenda Holloway was a picture sleeve of a 45 that I had from 65 of her record when I'm gone. And that's that's the only picture that I had in my mind with her. But my spirit knew who that was. It was just like we've been friends ever since. Oh wow! You knew off the bat, yeah. When when you have good energy, and the other person does too, you can feel it. It it knows. Yeah. Wow. I think I would have passed out. <laughs> yeah, well, I was still. And then shortly after that, I went to her house. And where her mother, where her mother lived, and oh my God. she met me there. And, and guess who I met that day? 
Who? Patrice Holloway. Patrice Holloway, her sister. What? Patrice. Yeah. Oh my God. Another, for people that don't know Patrice Holloway's music, she's major. Dang, dang. That's crazy. Have you ever met Audrey Turner? Ozzy Turner? Audrey. Uh huh. I Turner's uh, last yeah. wife. Oh, maybe I have. I'm trying to think. I remember being somewhere where we were. Not, not really formally. Hmm. Well, I know she has a book that came out, so that's why I didn't know if you had it or not. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good pictures? Self, self-published? Oh, no, it's Edit. out. It says, it says, it's, the title is Everything Had... Love had everything to do with it. Uh, oh. She should have called and taken my name back. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, well, see, her and Ike, or well, Jeanette and Ike did taking my name back. And then Audrey came out with, um, Love, have, love had everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. What's the cover like? Uh, she's on it. Her and Ike's on it together. Matter of fact, hold on. I'll go get it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Is it on Amazon? I think so. But she sent it to me. And she autographed it. That's nice. It's very thin. And that's the picture that she put on the inside. It's a short book, right? Yes. It has... All together, it had 75 chapters, but there was very, very uh, thin chapters, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Uh, I'll, look, I'll look that up. I, I, brought, I brought you a special intel. Another one of my shots to bring the Holloway. Oh, okay. I had never seen that one either. Yeah, there's one in the, this one on the, the inside too. This is great. Yeah, I like I like that one. That's neat. This one's mine too.
lost your audio. Audio. Okay. I like that dress, sorry. Uh, Brenda Hollow, what she got on. I like that. Yeah, those were two pictures that I had and I didn't really have. This is, this is a great, you probably like this because it's got a lot of unreleased tracks on it. Uh-huh. And here's another one that I did, that I provided. I like that one too, Spellbound. This is a two two CD set. It's got side side side. First disc has seventeen tracks. Second disc has sixteen tracks, all unreleased. No time recording. Wow! And you got it. Oh. Look how special you are. Yeah. <laughs> got a nice credit in this one. See, oh. so this this to me this to me is very fulfilling. Yes, here's an, here's an artist that I loved as a kid. And here in adulthood, all these years later, I'm able to be pretty much, she calls me her archivist. You know, Brenda always says, Rudy's the only that knows my history. So that's, that's so fulfilling. So, so that, it's growing up, growing up as a kid, what was, what was your main artist that you was just in love with? You couldn't wait to meet? The Supreme. LaBelle, Ike and Tina, Marvelettes, My Cats, um, and the list goes on. on the list goes on. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Did you ever get to meet Marvin Gaye? No. Um, I really regret that too, because I could have been in my country. I didn't go. I didn't feel like going all the way out to Pasadena. I think it wasn't meant for me to be Marvin. I'm looking at a, I have a frame picture right there uh, uh -huh. of uh, from the session of what's going on. Oh, and wow. It's, it's, it's like 16 by 20. It's really big color shot of him in the raincoat. Dang. It. It, pretty was... much anything, anything Motown. Yeah, now I like Motown stuff too. <laughs> I hate the Temptations. Sisters Love. Yeah. yeah the, the, temps, the Temps are my favorite all-time male group. Marvin Gaye is my all-time favorite male vocalist. Mm -hmm. Female groups, it's really hard to say. I don't know, because I like so many female, I'm really <laughs> into girl, girl groups. Yes, yes. Wow. Especially mm. the 60s group. I like the, now, the obscure. Yeah. When did um when did um what's his name Sam Cook die? What year did he die in? Like maybe like sixty two three. So you never yeah. met him? No, that's too. I was too young to know. Uh huh. Would have been. Two. Did you ever meet Barry White? Yes. Barry White, there's a Brenda Holloway connection. When I told him I knew Brenda, and I told him I had just sent a photo shoot, photo shoot for her just to help her out, he said, man, I will never forget you for helping Brenda out. Wow. Oh, deep, Barry. Barry so, White. You know, every now and then,
how the fan cook when you pan. Sam Cooke was 33 years old when he died in 1964. 64. Oh, wow. He died. Okay. I know he died young. That's that's pretty young. Yes. That is young. He's younger, than, he was younger than me. Did you see his documentary? Mm-hmm. I think it was on Netflix. It was pretty good. Yeah. I've seen that. Mm-mm-mm. What about the um uh that group, the Bo Diddley? I don't remember their names though. Um, Bo Diddley, yeah. I like the, the Duchess. You know who the Duchess is? The lady that plays the guitar? Yeah. That's the Duchess. <laughs> yeah, Bo Diddley was bad. I like Bo Diddley. As far as chess stuff, I like I like um, Howling Wolf. Yes. Bo Diddley. Uh, all those blues guys, I like. I like Howling Wolf best because Howling Wolf has just got that. That graspy yeah. voice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any, anything he sings is just great. Have you have you seen that uh, clip of him on Shindig? With the Rolling, yes. The, Rolling Stones or the Blossoms. Oh, the Blossoms. I can't forget the Blossoms. No, you can't forget the them. The Blossoms. <laughs> you know, the Living Love and the Blossoms. The, oh, the wow. first, the first, the first album I ever bought was by Round Robin, and I didn't realize at the time why I was so attracted to it. Music's funky and stuff. As I, as I grew an adult, like, well, I know why I like it. Was the background singers that brought the flavor? Maybe who, who was it? The Blossom. First oh wow! I've ever bought. It's called uh-huh. Surfing Hood Nanny. The, the Blossoms. Blossoms were on everything in the sixties. To this day, I'm very, I'm very close friends with Anita James, who's still with us. Gloria Jones mm-hmm. and uh, Darlene. Yes. Are friends with Blossoms. Are wow. Great. Wow. I think Darlene Love is one of the greatest voices ever, ever. Dang, you just met and seen everyone. <laughs> Everybody I've ever wanted to meet. Still a couple of people. I'm pretty, I'm pretty covered. I'd love to, in person, I'd like to meet P.P. Arnold one day. And, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Most um, definitely. Well, see, when well, you live out there in the area to worry to meet them, or people out there in California, whatever they, you mo, you are more drawn to meet them than here in Oklahoma, which I am close to one of the Ikeets. Well, an Ikeet. Her name is uh, Sweet Randy Love. Now she was an Ikeet. Sweet Randy Love. She's an she's an Ikeet. She was an Ikeet before Ike passed away. Oh, okay. She was yeah. And um, so then her, huh? So she was part of like that, that final group that final chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hmm. I wonder, really, uh, technically speaking, I wonder, we should put our brains together to realize who is still with us that actually was there in the, the days of Icantina. Well, we know we know Gene Brown is uh, Yolanda Goodwin. Yolanda Goodwin, Bermuda Royster, Claudia Lanier, uh, Edna Lejeune. 
It lived in the June, Robbie Montgomery, Netta mm-hmm. Fields, mm-hmm. Bonnie Bram, Bonnie Bramlett. Yes. Um, well, Vera and Thomas, Thomas, even though she wasn't there very long though. Right. Shelly Clark White. There's not that many. She, no. Shelly. There's not that many. I wonder what happened. Now, you know what the mystery is Debbie. Debbie who in the you know the Latin picture with them with the yellow dresses on. She is. I don't even know if she's still alive or not. Yeah, because you don't hear too much about her. Then, no. Then you know that I turned around sung. What's the, uh-huh. name of that, what's the name of that lady that was in it? One of the cats. Adrian, was it Adrian? I think that's who it was. I'm not for sake, not for sure. Hmm. Here we go, we're getting sidetracked on Ike and Tina. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Ike and Tina. It came right back to me. <laughs> Bring out Ike and Tina. Do you ever see that? Do you ever see Helen Ray? Helen Ray yes. say that? Yes, she did. She's like, and then here they come dancing, and Tina had on a on a red uh, dress suit, and the Ikes had on a yellow pantsuit. Right, right, right. So, okay, so you know when they come out, and it's the it's the girl right here. Here's Tina, but that tall, light skinned, somewhat girl, and then it's a girl that looks just like Ann Thomas on the end. Right, that, that's Adrian. Okay, well, the one in the middle, close to Tina, on her left side. I'm friends with her children, that I get children. Oh, you know who we forgot to mention? Who I'm, I'm very close to her daughter, is Pat the Drill. Pat the Drill. Are you? Yeah, I got Okay. And she had no idea. She had no idea about her mother's career. So I got her, I got her every track her mother ever recorded. All of there's all of 10 tracks all together oh. with A and B sides, 45s. Oh. And uh, of course, I got pictures. Now here's some. T- here's a, a little tip that most people don't know. When Vanetta Fields left the Murettes mm-hmm. to go do whatever she did, who filled in for Papa Drill? So, so Papa Drill not only sang. With, I mean, the Aikets. She sang with the Aikets, but she also sang with the Murettes. Most, I didn't know that. Most people don't know Papadrill. Yeah, most people don't know Papadrill is a murette. I have the pictures to prove it. It's a publicity shot. Dang. Her daughter was going away. I bet she was happy. She is. She's very sweet. She keeps in touch. I need to reach out to her. And I, I think I, I helped her get some royalties also. Because wow. when, when I worked on that, I kept, that I kept CD. Those mm-hmm. girls had never received any royalties. None? Not from Ike. Ever. Now, was that of Ike's no... doing or was that of the. Yeah, yeah, because he, yeah, he produced it back in the day. I mean, from, from when they recorded at Modern back in the 60s, mm-hmm. they, they never got a penny for that stuff or any stuff after that. So when I hooked him up with Ace Records, who did the. the the CD feels so mm-hmm. good um, that they finally got something. Wasn't a lot, but they got something. That's terrible. 
They mm. did all that dancing and shaking and moving. Didn't get nothing for it. Mm. So did they ever get, did they ever, did him and Tina ever pay their workers or the dancers or the band? I don't know. I hope so. Now, you, know we have, you, know, we, you know who we have not discussed? We're supposed to be talking makeup, and now we're just going. Um, Gloria Garcia. Uh-huh. You know who that is? Somewhat, yeah. She, um, it's just a mystery about she. She did one one record that I produced, mm-hmm. and uh, yet we don't know too much about him. Um, I think he might have mentioned her in his book. You know, uh, you said my Ike. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. I saw the name in there. And then, but, but I don't know if uh, if she's still with us or what. You know, she's curious about. I don't know if she's still one, with us or not. One thing, one, one thing that's hilarious about that song is at the beginning you hear that woman in Spanish. She goes, "No puedes decir porque nunca lo has tenido." And I uh-huh. said, "Mestizo." I said to my friend who's very fluent in Spanish, "I go, have you ever heard the word mestizo?" Says, "No, I never heard that." I go, "Neither have I." I go, "I think, I think whoever this woman is, she just made up a word because you know." That's what she thought. Mestizo. I think she thought a mestizo a mystery or something. Uh-huh. I go, there isn't such a word as mestizo. So throughout that whole song, what is mestizo? My friend said, mestizo, what does that mean? I go, I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't that, that, know. Was the, that, that was the hardest record to find I Tina related material. Wow. Um, well, I, I saw her name in the book where he had mentioned um, a scene or something that uh, I think he said he was going to go see her one night or see her one day and yeah and and Tina uh, he came back he said he was going down the hill and he said something just made him think of Tina and he said he turned around and went back to the house and when he went in the house she was crouched down between the dresser and the bed I guess just bawling and uh, he said that he never he never messed with her again that Gloria lady again because he said that oh, so he saw how true. how it made so him feel. So it was somebody that he was messing with. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was so, and I can I can see that the American version can miss nothing you never had. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, that's with not- makeup, how how could you tell which makeup and stuff to put on people? Did it's it just come to you? Automatic. You see them and you, you know your colors that you have in your kit by heart mm-hmm. pretty much for the most part. There's certain things that you use. So if somebody's out of my chair and I go, oh, she's a Shinto. Like I'm looking at you, you'd be like maybe Shinto three. This is just a certain uh-huh. line of It's actually, a, a, what is that line called? Um, RCMA. Okay. Cosmetic line card. She's a professional line. There's a there's a color called Shinto Four. Shinto. You'd be like a Shinto Three, Shinto Four. Mm-hmm. From when I'm looking at you in this in this lighting that I'm looking at you now. And then and then, but you could totally screw it up. Sorry for the siren. Oh, you okay? You could totally screw it up by putting the wrong powder on. Yes. Yes. 
that's where you got to be very careful because you could have you got the color okay it's fine it's matching really well but when you go to set it if you set it with the wrong powder it doesn't go there because that's your foundation that's mm -hmm. what's called foundation that's that's your foundation you know and yeah then, then it's all messed up it's down wow wow that's neat because like i said a lot of people they put the wrong stuff and it'd be their skin be too lighter than their color or be darker than their color and they don't even match or they put the wrong kind of lipstick on and make your lips look just red as a beat it's very, especially somebody who's really really deep skin deep put the wrong makeup on just to, mm -hmm. um, yeah now, now luckily people have more choices of colors yeah there's a lot more out there in the past, there wasn't that many colors to choose from. Like when I was working with Sage Light, they had one dark color that worked for nobody. But, that, but they still had it because it made them, made them look good to have it. Nobody with this color. What's uh, I don't know what this is. This is not right. <laughs> you know, but it's especially with, with black skin uh, over the years. You get to know certain products from different companies. You go, okay, you, I know that color works. So I'm going to keep that in my kit. Chocolate mm -hmm. cream, William Tuttle color. Chocolate cream works as a warming up color. So that works. So I got to keep that in my kit. Um, Fashion Fair, even though we didn't like it back in the day because it was too greasy. Um, oh, uh -uh. It's just grease. Uh, but there might be a color that works in there that you might want to keep one or two because you know it, certain people have that, that color. So you just kind of, you know what starts to work and what doesn't work, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to know everybody, your color palette. Yeah, everybody gets, you know, gets to know what colors work for them and what colors don't. Wow. Yeah, I know, cause I, my, um, when they asked me my, my type, I told them I don't wear makeup, but you know, uh, some, I get a lot of oil around the nose and the forehead. And so- um, T-zone. Yes. T -zone. So it was like, well, what kind of makeup do you wear and base and foundation and powder? I, said, I don't wear nothing, just soap and water. <laughs> oh, that's all I eat. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a- not, not even moisturizer? Nope. Just soap and water, that's all I use. What kind of soap do you use? I use Dove. Oh, okay. Yeah. I use Dove or I use Ivory, either one of those two. Yeah. 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 So can you surface. remember, can you remember the first or the number color of makeup that you used on Patty LaBelle? I think when we first started, we were using, cause she was using a fashion fair color called Bronze, Bronze Blaze Glow. I think they still carry it actually. Bronze Blaze Glow seems to work for her. Yeah, that's, uh, that's neat. You still remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that color very well. Sometimes I would have to heat it up. I, I, I have pictures. Put that in there. That's Brown Blaze Glow. I love that name. Brown uh -huh. Blaze Glow. Glow, like you're going to glow. Oh, wow. Because that's a way of saying That's a way of saying that this stuff is breezy. <laughs> Well, at least when they're on stage and they're sweating, <coughs> people won't think it's sweat. It's just their face is greasy. 
one on the phone. I just pulled out one of my old portfolios. I have a lot of, like about three of these. Oh, I goodness. My history of work. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Oh, that's beautiful. You like that? I like that, I like that lip color. Mm -hmm. Me too. That's a beautiful shot. That was, that was never used. It's kind of hard for you to see, but. Hey, the staples are madly cold. Okay. Now, is the staple lady still alive? Yes. Okay. Mavis. Mavis Staples. She's a sweetheart. I know. She is. She is very a sweetheart. Anita Whitaker, great singer. She's mm -hmm. going to be on Broadway. She's working on Broadway right now. Oh. oh, my goodness, she, she is. She went, she went Star Search years ago. Uh-huh. This is my tribute to Billie Holiday and Josephine Baker. I thought Billie Holiday was beautiful. Oh, that's a pretty, is that pink? That's a pretty yeah, pink. That's, uh, that's uh, Lynn Whitfield. Oh my, that is beautiful. Yeah, I like that. They face don't look shiny or nothing. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, that, that, that makeup is flawless. I made that, I made those lashes too by hand. Now see that, that, that's for thick lashes were appropriate there. Uh-huh. For a shoot. <laughs> I think I put like three pairs in, three pairs. I like the styling of that. That's one of my favorite shots that I've worked on. This is a monkey, my, a real monkey for a jacket. Huh? I like that. Oh, wow. It goes on and on and on. And on. Natalie Cole cover I did. Yes. I thought she was always beautiful. And you did her makeup? Yeah, many times. You know who Tremaine Hawkins is? Uh-huh. Gospel singer. Gospel singer. Yeah. Tremaine. Dang. Look at you. Rudy says she, he is doing his work. It never ends. It doesn't. I think when you go to sleep sometimes, Judy, you be dreaming about what you did back in the day. Okay. Who is that? Model. Miss Stephanie Mills. Stephanie I, Mills. Is that her hair color? The blonde? No, that's a, it's like a feather boa. Oh. That's a model. Stephanie's on native page. It's a model. Oh, okay. I love I your work. 
This is um, LSG, Johnny Hill. Um, Johnny Hill, Keith Sweat. You know, I never knew men wore makeup back then until I saw James Brown wear eyeliner. Oh yeah, he, he wore a lot of makeup. It was, it was pretty, pretty bad. But... Hmm. He put on a black eyebrow uh -huh. It's Marvin Gaye's time. And it goes on a forget about this stuff so ebony magazine cover cover cards wow that's you neat know, you know deborah cox is uh-huh i sure do This is a guy was a young kid. Oh, Will Smith. Yeah. Was that in, in the, the Fresh Bel Fresh Bel Air? Yeah. This was from 1991. Oh, okay. You know, what like, you know, I was thinking I'd love to do. I'd like to do an art show. Now people feature their art, but I want to do an art show on all the all the stuff that I have. Put it on display. Like yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. That would be fun. This is one of my, this is one of my most popular popular things I ever did. And remember I was talking about Karen and Sharon Owens who danced with Tina? Mm-hmm. This is what I did with them. Body makeup. Hold on. <gasps> Oh my, and that's makeup? Makeup. Oh, I like that. With my interpretation, just tribute to African. So they went on to be teenagers. I like that. Mm -hmm. Rudy, you got a hand mm -hmm. for art. Nancy Wilson. Ever Cox. She's beautiful too. I like her skin tone. Her skin oh, tone is pretty. Look at this. Oh, yes. Now, her makeup looks flawless. I like that. That's sad. These books are heavy too. I bet they are. With all your work that you've done and pictures. That's. That's one book of many books that I have. I, got, oh. <laughs> I, have, I have I have three I have three of those size books completely filled, and then I'm, in my other in my office I have other books. Oh wow! Just doesn't end. Rudy, look at you! You have done amazing work, makeup, and just making friends out there. That is sweet. That is very sweet. It's a good life. It is. And you have so many memories, so many memories. They can't say you ain't never fulfilled your dreams. 
because you have and more. That's true. Yeah. So is your parents, may I ask, are they still alive? No, they're not. But, uh, they're very, they're very, they're very present in my apartment. Where I got pictures of them all over the place. I'll show you. You have any siblings? I got to take some medicine. Okay, go ahead. Go second. ahead. Okay. Are you able to cut? Are you able to cut through this? Yes, I am. Oh. Oh my God. You have beautiful parents. Now, what what the descendants are they from? What, 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 what? what was your question? Where are uh, where are your where were your parents from? Costa Rica. San Jose. That's where I was born. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was born wow. in Costa Rica. I came to America when I was five. Was so what did you think about America? <laughs> I when I when I when I first came here, I thought everybody was gonna have blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> you got a big shock. <laughs> My, my mother sat me down and showed me this magazine. They had a little layout for a house. And she goes, that's going to be your bedroom, and that'll be our bedroom, and we're going to park the car here. And I just knew we were going to just have this wonderful, because we're really poor folks. And baby, come to find out, we're sharing this little teeny house in my arm. We had one bedroom, and there were three of us left in that bedroom. But back, back home, we were really poor. We had no hot running water. We had no, we had, no indoor toilet at like hot houses. Oh my God. The, the street in front of where I lived um, was all paved. It was just rocks. It wasn't mm -hmm. even. It wasn't even. My mother used my mother was really good about keeping all the pictures and stuff. So over the years, I've organized it. This is something my mother gave me. I put it together. Oh, okay. I'll just show you the first page and you'll get the idea of it. Hold on. Oh, okay. This is uh, this is this book is my my five. First five years of life in Costa Rica when I was a baby. So I put them all together. I kept every picture. This is the whole family. I'm the keeper, that, and nobody else has the pictures like I If I didn't keep them, <laughs> nobody else would keep them. Well, that's good. You still have the photos of family memories. Yeah, that's it. Wow, I, wow. Well, I think I'm going to bid you a goodbye. I'm getting a little tired. Okay. So well, I sure do appreciate you giving me the time again for your makeup experiences and going back to the Ike and Tina Turner review. 
Always. It always comes back down to Argentina. It always does. Always does. And it's been a pleasure and an honor talking to you anytime. Hey, hit me up on, on Facebook and we can chit-chat uh, another day uh, whenever you get um, cool. rested or whatever and let me know and we'll go from there. That'd be fun. I just want to ask right. one question I've been dying to ask you before I leave yes. you. Do you have a Tina Turner? Do I have a Tina Turner? No, do you have a Tuna Turner? What is that? A Tuna Turner is a, it's, it's a plastic bowl, like almost like a, like a Tupperware. Mm -hmm. It comes with a, the top and it comes with this little blade and then you, you turn it. So what you do no. is you put, you, what you uh -huh. do is you put your, put your tuna in there, your mayonnaise, whatever, and uh -huh. then you just turn it around and it's called a Tuna Turner. No, I don't have one. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. But but if you if you look up if you look up David Letterman, Tina Turner and David Letterman, he presents her with a tuna turner. Yes, he did. Song, it, he did. He <laughs> did. That's a tuna turner. You're not a true fan if you don't have a tuna turner. <laughs> Well, you get you some rest, and we'll talk maybe, when you get rested. Maybe, maybe we'll find a tuna turner on eBay. But I'm gonna have to look that up and, and see if we can find one. But you get some rest. My dear, take care. You too. Bye. Ciao. Enjoy your day. It was fun. You too.